following Dharma talk was presented at Common Ground Meditation Center, Minneapolis, Minnesota, as part of the weekly Dharma series. I'd like to welcome everyone here this morning. My name is Gail Iverson, and I'm filling in for Mark this morning. Um, there's a Common Ground residential retreat this weekend, and he will be um, returning uh, for the evening program uh, tonight. So um, this morning I wanted to say a few words about um, right effort. And this is um, something that, that there's generally a lot of confusion about um, regarding meditation practice. And especially I'd like to talk about right effort in relationship to mindfulness. So, you know, from the beginning of my practice, I was very interested in um, this idea of bringing mindfulness uh, not just into the um, sitting practice, but into uh, daily activity. All of the teachers that I've heard, they use different phrases to describe um, this kind of uh, the um, skillfulness and the benefit of this kind of uh, practice. So, you know, um, Goenka, uh, one of the well-known Vipassana meditation teachers, he says, um, continuity of awareness is the secret to success. The teachers that I studied with for many years, Shenzhen Young, he would encourage um, people to, um, for there to be no gaps in awareness. Um, Mark talks about um, being having this um, kind of intimacy with our experience, and um, there's also the in the teachings, the idea of um, the practice of connecting and sustaining with our, either oftentimes with the breath, but this can be extended to our experience. So I'd like to read, this is uh, from uh, Wings of Awakening by um, Tanisaro Biko, and he has something that I really like about um, right effort. It says, an emphasis, an emphasis on personal exploration is crucial to the practice of right effort, for it encourages one to be sensitive to what can be discovered with one's own mindfulness and discernment. The Buddha notes that some meditators will have to undergo painful and slow practice, while others will find that their practice is painful and quick, pleasant and slow, or pleasant and quick. Thus, each has to adjust the effort applied to the practice accordingly. This need for differing levels of effort depends not only on the individual, but also on the situation. Thus, through observation, one will realize that skillful effort has no room for doctrinaire approaches. 
the polar extremes of constant exertion to the point of exhaustion and its opposite, a knee-jerk fear of efforting, are both misguided here, as is the seemingly middle way of moderation in all things. The true middle way means tuning one's efforts to one's ability and to the task at hand. In some cases, this entails an all-out effort, in others, simple watchfulness. The ability to sense what kind and what level of effort is appropriate in any given situation is an important element in in developing the basic requirements for skill, that is, mindfulness and discernment, by putting them to use. So, how do we, we're instructed um, in the meditation instructions, we're told that um, it's important to balance relaxation and alertness, that um, that is what we're exploring, is how much alertness is present at any given time, how much relaxation is present at any time, and then um, playing around with how we can um, bring those into more balance. Um, can never have too much of either of those elements that just have an imbalance in them. So, um, but one of the things that's important is to, um, that to have this intention to um, to develop this this awareness, this knowing of, of the present moment, and so how do we go about doing that? Well, I I can relate uh, you know from experience to um, what uh, Tanisha Rubico says, um, and he doesn't quite mention to the delusion around um, mindfulness practice, but there's, there's a lot of that. I, I was um, at a retreat one time, and um, I was in an interview, and the, the teacher asked me, um, I, I don't remember what I was relating in about practice, but um, he said, well, um, are you being continuous in your awareness? I am being very continuous. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> later I found out that <laughs> this was a big delusion. But um, <laughs> so, so you know, over the um, months and years of our practice, we can now. I, 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 when I realized my delusion at first, I felt. Um, quite a bit of embarrassment, but now I can pretty much laugh at, um, and that was just delusion that was arising in that moment, so that's okay. It's been recognized. So one of the instructions that's often given um, in the intro class here is uh, when we're talking about bringing um, mindfulness into our daily activity. So we're often asked to choose a particular 
um, incident in our life, a particular activity that we repeat every day, and to have an intention to bring mindfulness to that activity. And, you know, it can be anything, you know, sometimes brushing the teeth is uh, an example, or, um, you know, walking up and down the stairs, just something that we do every day, um, getting into our car, um, that we can bring this intention to be in the present moment aware um, continuously of, of that activity. And um, so you know, I've had that awareness over the years. And, and then, so you know, it's kind of this idea of breaking things down. Um, if we, like at first, was kind of just going to be mindful all the time, you know, and that's that's a good intention. But then, um, you know, it's not uh, that possible. One thing about the intention is that um, it's not the, that that um, there's a problem with the intention, um, but that the um, the habits are so much stronger than the intention. And um, that's just the way it is. So the, the habits of forgetting, of not being present, are just so much stronger than the, um, than the intention to do that. But having the intention is very important. If we don't have the intention, then we just stay unaware. And then it's, you know, there, there's also coming into this is um, doubt that we, we try it, and then it's like, well, we're not getting out of it what we really want. And so then there's doubt that comes in, and uh, then sort of our effort tends to, to fade. But I'd like to share, I, I did a retreat um, in February with um, a teacher named Chaz Capua, And um, at the end of the retreat, he had an interesting strategy for for establishing an intention and um, to be mindful. So he asked us, instead of choosing an activity, to actually choose one moment when we would have an intention to be mindful in that moment um, every day. And so it could be anything. And literally, you know, like, so it would be one moment of we would be um, present in putting the key in the ignition of the car. That was our intention. Or we would be um, present with turning on the, pressing the button to turn on the coffee pot. Um, we would be um, present uh, when our foot first touched the um, floor in the moment, in the morning. Um, and present, I mean, being aware of the you know, simply the sensations of the foot um, touching the floor. So I, um, for whatever reason, what came to my mind was um, stepping across the threshold in the morning. That um, I would, that would be my moment of awareness that I would have an intention to be present for that. And um, so now three months has gone by. <laughs> and uh, 
so I have still not made seven days in a row of being aware of stepping across the threshold. Now, I could be discouraged. I could be <laughs> chagrined. <laughs> but no, <laughs> um, I am interested in continuing this, um, you know, this intention. But what's very interesting about it is that all around this um, this moment where there has been a lack of mindfulness, there has been an increase in mindfulness. When I get up in the morning, I remember this intention every day. And um, then I know that leading up to that moment, um, if there's mindfulness, there's more likely to be mindfulness in that moment. So there is uh, more effort into you know, just being present uh, for the activities of, um, of the morning and uh, during the day, too. Um, I usually do remember after having stepped out across the threshold that, oh, I forgot. <laughs> so, um, and, then, and then I'm aware of walking down the steps and you know, walking towards my car. So I, I found this a really interesting strategy. So you can um, see if it's something that is of interest to you in terms of your practice and um, you can try it out. Um, one other thing kind of on the same line that, um, that, that was suggested is that if you are having difficulty having a, a daily practice if this is your um, desire and intention to have a daily sitting practice. And the, the daily sitting practice is really helpful in um, being able to, to bring these, you know, the mindfulness into our daily activities. Um, so the strategy is to um, if you're having a difficult time having a daily practice to just uh, make a decision that each morning or each or sometime during the day that you will um, go and sit on your cushion. Just sit down. One second. Get up. And just having this intention to do this every day. And... Um, you know, that's certainly something that everyone, you know, everyone has one second to go and, and sit on the cushion. And um, so, you know, and, and then you can see beyond that. But at first, you know, if that you just do that, and then you can make another decision to, well, now I've, I've done that for a week, and now I'm going to make the decision to, do this for you know, five minutes or two minutes or one minute or whatever um, you know, seems like it would be right the right amount of time for you. So um, I just found that to be a, a really interesting um, an interesting approach. And then also, I didn't mention, but when you are successful in your moment of, um, of mindfulness, then deciding to extend it to the moment before and the moment after. And, uh, 
but um, not to uh, not to judge ourselves for our failures, but to um, congratulate ourselves for our successes is a much more um, beneficial way to to uh, encourage the mind to uh, deepen and continue practice. So I'd just like to open it up and uh, there are comments or questions, things that um, in terms of practice that people have found helpful in their developing mindfulness or in the um, confusion around right effort. Comments or questions? More of a comment. I just want to thank you for <coughs> choosing the topic today. It's been something I've been dealing with now, thinking about it for a month or two. I get my sip, and then the rest of the day I never think about it. I've been considering what can I do? I find it difficult to do, so it's also good to hear you say that you haven't made it across the threshold (laughs) seven times in a row yet. So that's a good strategy. And, you know, we are constantly forgetting that really all we have is the present moment. That's the only moment that there is. And um, so if we're, I know yesterday I was doing some yard work and I was saying, oh, there's that, and there's that, and there's that. (laughs) And then it was kind of like, well, no, there's just this, you know, just raking and just... uh, Planting and you know that's I don't have that's what I'm focused on right now. I don't have to um, you know, go spinning off. And I really noticed that that um, I mean it made the activity much more pleasant. And I could could notice that 
where there wasn't that agitation that was present. And, um, that was, uh, it felt wholesome. I think the thing is that um, I mean of course whatever uh, whenever we remember to be mindful that's a that's a, a beneficial thing. I think in an activity it's um, it's so easy to kind of think that we're mindful but we're really not. Um, so in a in a moment we can really know were we mindful in that moment. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of patience that's um, part of this practice. Um, I guess one thing is that you could um, focus on what you did do. You know, you did you did sit, you were, you know, which is a beneficial thing. Um, and then just see if, um, you know, kind of look at the activities that... Um, that are agitating, and if, if we can, um, you know, part of this practice, we're as human beings, we're so um, we have such a deep habit of um, wanting to avoid what's unpleasant and to grasp onto what is pleasant. That's our you know, really what drives uh, our activity mostly, and so. Um, You know, part of this practice is this willingness to um, be with discomfort and to, um, you know, to know that, you know, like usually as soon as discomfort arises, it's kind of like, oh, you know, this is a bad thing. I got to do something to change that. But, um, you know, to have the willingness to really turn our attention towards that and see what is this. You know, why is this so? Why do I need to run away from this? Um, and, um, and just really to, um, to honor our intention to do this practice. Um, you know, that's, it's, um, I even think like when I'm on retreat, how, you know, I mean, so much, you know, people are just, running around so busy and doing things and this is a really unusual thing or, or coming here on Sunday morning just to, you know, to sit or sitting at home. I mean, it's um, kind of going against the, um, especially in our society, against the norm of, you know, 
the general behavior of society. So just kind of to really honor that the attempt, no matter. <laughs> One of my favorite quotes is um, from uh, Marilyn Ferguson. She says, um, anything worth doing is worth doing half-assed. <laughs> <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
coming? my understanding so it's it's both in um, our um, sort of our general um, personalities or our general um, and also the particular situation that both of those and just to notice sometimes I mean just to be aware of that I think sometimes it's you know, it's so much a part of our way of operating that we don't even really know that, oh, you know, I'm the type of person who just really, you know, is efforting, 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 and, you know, maybe I need to look at something else, or I'm the kind of person who is, oh, yeah, this is really cool. (laughs) And, you know, um, and to, yeah, just to to, uh, check in to see where where we fall on that. And, and also, you know, I kind of liked where, you know, he said that, that line about, well, for some it was um, painful and slow, and some it was painful and quick, and some pleasant and slow and pleasant and quick. You know, So it's not kind of, I, I think that makes it more impersonal. It's just the way it is. It's not like, you know, well, I shouldn't be a painful and slow person. <laughs> you know? I should be pleasant and quick. <laughs> but, you know, it's <laughs> not our choice. So just to notice that, that that's the way it is. Yeah. Yes. You know, sometimes I think it's also helpful for me, certainly, to remember each other's motivation for what they're doing. So I'll ask myself, uh, you know, what am I getting out of this? You know, uh, and when I look at it that way, the second time, I recognize instantly that uh, I'm so much better off. You know, I can see the benefits of sitting on a daily basis to keep up with practice. And if you even attempt to be mindful on a daily basis, except to moments don't actually go by that way, but if you pay attention to them, it's amazing how much you reveal yourself. Thank you. See the children are here, so um, let's invite them in. Hi, welcome. 
So we're going to um, finish with a couple of songs with the children joining us. And um, it's on page 44 in the handbook, um, Breathing In, Breathing Out. Let's start with that, and then we're going to uh, sing Love Makes the Family. For listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.